good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or whatever the numbers read on your clock at this specific moment in time that words roll off my tongue, flow over my lips, into the mic, and through your speakers, penetrating your ear canals and stimulating your brain. Welcome to From the Mind of Mr. Hell. Wow, I said hell, sounds like it. To all my followers that say that I'm a demon, do not take this and run with it. It's from the mind of Mr. L. <laughs> but as always, I am the compassionate Dom, the sensual sadist, the southern gent with a sprinkle of filth, your host, Mr. L. I hope everybody is doing good, having a good week. I know it's been about roughly close to three weeks since I've recorded last. Once again, my apologies. I know y'all tired of hearing me say I'm sorry for doing so. Just had a lot going on. Just started back in person working um, and that can take a lot of energy. So I just really haven't had too much energy to do much. And also I tried to record a previous episode, but there were some technical difficulties. So, you know, I want to give you guys the best quality that I can outside of having to edit a super, super lot. Um, But anyways, we're going to just jump right into this thing. I hope you all are doing well, of course. I hope that you are satisfied mentally, spiritually, emotionally, and especially physically and sexually. There's been a couple of things bothering me this week. There is no kink of the week. Um, yeah, I really haven't had much um, outside of just the whole masturbation thing. You know, I did it the other day just to kind of clear my mind. It was one of those things, you know, you get tensed up. You got a busy, stressful week. I just needed to do it. And as my guest said in her podcast, she likes to do it in front of a mirror. So do I. But we'll jump into the guest later. Um, it was fun. It was good. But there's something that's been bothering me. And it's a lot of TikToks and tweets that I have been seeing lately. And I'm going to play one of these TikToks and I'm going to read another tweet in a second. But yeah, these things have, have really been bothering me about what these people in general are saying. And when I say people, I mean the men folk. If you're from the South, you know we say folk quite often. Can't help it, it's a Southern gen in me. But the men folk um, constantly showing why, as I've come to learn my guest a little bit, she loves to say that the, the dating pool is filled with pee. And we're not talking about just any pee. You know, usually when you pee in the pool, you don't see it. We're talking about... This pool has that blue dye in it. So that way, when you pee in the pool, you see that shit from a mile away. And men just continue to add piss into this pool. So as I'm scrolling to pull up this video, because I did have it pulled up already on Twitter. We got to do better, fellas. We do. All right. So this is from a TikTok. I'm not even going to give this guy's TikTok out because he doesn't deserve the attention, honestly, because what he said was some bullshit. But we're about to play it. And I'm going to give just a few thoughts on it. Why is it that even beautiful women, bad bitches are single today? It's simple. Feminism. Feminism taught you one that you a queen. You God's gift to this earth. You the prize. No, the fuck you ain't. No, you ain't. You ain't a queen. You ain't never gonna be my queen because you ain't my mother. You don't love me unconditionally. You love me under conditions. And the problem is that I'm a man. I'm a leader. I'm the toxic asshole guy, the tool, right? Because when we go out, right, you expect me to take care of you, right? When we go out, I pay for it. You good. 
We go to the store. Hey, hey, get some shoes. You good? I got you. But when I tell you to do something, do it. <laughs> That's the problem. Don't expect me to chase you and beg you and get on my knees, bro. I'm not submissive. I'm dominant. And then what happens is I don't want to be with that. He's he's toxic. He's bad. Your friends tell you he's a bad guy, right? Then you go be with the nice guy and you end up cheating on him or leaving him because he's weak. He don't make you feel nothing. He don't he don't blow the back. That's the problem. You're the problem. You're delusional. Why is that even beautiful? All right. Where to begin? I'm only going to give a few thoughts. I'm actually going to post something on Instagram, but since I knew I was recording this episode, I just wanted to touch base on it just a couple things that I noticed about what this guy said. So first, he blames feminism on uh, for women thinking that they are queens. Well, first, he refers to them as bad bitches, where... Yo, fellas, let's stop referring to our women as bitches unless they prefer to be called that, usually in a sexual manner. That's mistake number one. Two, fem- feminism is an advocacy for women's rights on the basis of equality of the sexes. Has nothing to do with making women feel like queens. It's equality. That's what it is. Being treated fairly the same way the same way a man should be treated in a lot of different uh, areas like jobs for instance things of that nature respect especially and so he says this and then he continues to talk about his mother's his only queen because you know you're not his queen because you don't uh, you don't love him unconditionally or this that or the other and then i'm thinking i'm like well bruh you got this type of attitude why would a woman want to love you unconditionally and she's not a queen based off of how you want her to feel about you she's a queen for believing in what she does and and loving herself and what she produces to the world not specifically for you so let's get that squared away first um yeah so a peasant like himself you can't determine what a queen is then he goes on and says, like I said, his mother, that's cool. That's what your mother's supposed to do, roughly. Unfortunately, all mothers don't live up to that, but that is what a nurturing mother is supposed to do, supposed to love you unconditionally. You haven't done anything just because you bought the woman some things here and there doesn't mean that she's going to love you unconditionally. And I'm tired of men always comparing money to how a woman should treat them because I spend this amount of money on you. You should treat me this way. That's fucking ridiculous. One, if you know what the fuck you're doing, you wouldn't have to spend a dime or hell. Um, you could spend like 20 bucks on a woman, depending on what it is and who she is and what she likes and appreciates. And she's going to respect and love you and still has no issue with catering to you because you make her feel a type of way outside of monetary gain. You really have to understand that. Stop comparing the amount of money that you spend on women to how she should treat you. Then um, he he goes on to say, uh, talk about that he's a leader, you know, and that because he's a man, he does this and does that. He's labeled as toxic. And I'm like, no, you're not toxic because of that. It's probably your thought process that makes you toxic. We see it clearly here in this TikTok. It's because of that that you have these toxic thoughts, these toxic ways about yourself. And he even goes further to say that he doesn't 
chase a woman. He doesn't run after them because he's dominant. Now, y'all should know that as a dom, I really took offense to this because you as a dom can not chase a woman, but you can pursue a woman. You can court a woman. That's perfectly fine. That has nothing to do with your domination. It's after you have the woman, how you treat her and not being a bully towards her or demanding little things or that she treats you this way after you haven't catered to any of her needs or shown her a specific thing that she would want to submit to you. Chasing out the woman doesn't make you any less of a dom. I know I haven't gotten to the dom episode just yet. I've been trying to build a following, a listening, um, and I appreciate those of y'all who've been rocking with me and waiting to hear an episode about domination and submissiveness is coming i promise you but right now this man he's he pissed me off with that one and the fact that he 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 even goes on to the to say like yeah I, I buy you this i buy you that and if i say something if i tell you to do something then do it and he paused like this nigga thought that he was he was he was preaching he thought that he was preaching to the masses. He just knew what he saying was going to hit home. And he paused. And I had to laugh at that because I'm like, no, bro, you're wrong. Once again, the money doesn't define how a woman should treat you. How you treat a woman should define how the woman treats you. Outside of the monetary gain. Um. What else was it? Oh, he goes on to talk about being a nice guy and that nice guys are weak and this, that, or the other. Nah, that's not the case. And I guarantee you nice guys blow backs out just as good as the toxic motherfuckers. How do I know? Because I am one. But we'll get into the whole simp versus alpha male conversation at a later date. Um, my guest, would you like to say anything on it? I know you had your... Your post on Instagram about it, which we will definitely shout out so people can go in and watch it and listen to your think piece on it. But if. Um, I mean, yeah. Uh, the post was just something that I found intriguing, which is why um, I wanted to post it because it, it's very controversial. So it stirs up a lot of conversation because what he said was. um. He had points. His points were valid, but it was just some of the things that he said. He just he lost it. He just he lost it. So, but yeah, yeah. Gotcha. As y'all can hear, we do have a guest today, and we will get into the introduction of her um, in a second. But I wanted to cover one last thing before we did move on. I came across a tweet. I think I missed this day on Twitter where everybody was up in arms and talking about it, but. Young man said, you give a woman everything under the sun, but she going to be mad because you ain't get her no flowers, LMAO. Sometimes we, as partners, man or woman, we like to go above and beyond. I know that I'm one of those people. That's one of the things that I had to work on throughout the years is like, hey, well, I'm going to go above and beyond for my partner, but not actually listening to what it is that she she actually needs. And in this situation, Who's to say that she might have been one of those people like, no, continue to give me this, continue to give me this, continue to give me this, but you won't give me any flowers. Well, I just gave you all this, that, and the other. 
Okay, cool. That's the exception. But if you are really getting mad or upset because your woman wants flowers and therefore you don't want to give her flowers because you've been giving her everything else, that's wild to me. It's just like we will sit and go above and beyond for our partners, but we're not actually sitting there and listening to what it is that they need, what it is that would cater to their spirits in that moment. You don't know if she's down, if those flowers might resonate with her in some type of way that it brings her back to a memory that she needs or flowers make her happy but instead you want to come on twitter and talk about oh shit well i can give her everything under the sun but then she's gonna get mad because she wants some flowers get her some fucking flowers usually you can catch them on sale sometimes if you got a harris teeter in your area it's 6.99 for a bundle of roses sometimes or 12 dollars. come on fellas you would give your man $20 if he asked for it. So why can't you give your woman $20 worth of flowers? That's all I'm saying. But anyways, let's move on. Cause I know y'all heard the guest and y'all heard that, that, uh, that up North kind of accent followed by the, um, I'm gonna let her introduce herself, but we do have the host of the Barbie way podcast with us. Miss Courtney, how are you doing today? Let the followers or listeners know a little bit about you. Hey, what's going on? Um, so first off, thanks for having me. Um, that was quite an intro. And second, um, yeah, so my name is Courtney V, host of the Barbie Way podcast, where I talk about pretty much any and everything. I'm a um, fan for <clears throat> controversial topics. I do like them. I enjoy them. Um and I also do lives on Tuesdays, um, every Tuesday with my girls, Rosie and Wine Time. Um, it's always a party there. It's always spicy. It's, it gets crazy, as you, I told you at the last one. So it's always fun. Um, you know, I work, I podcast. I like podcasting. Always good to interact with other people. How did you get into podcasting? Oh, um, I've been podcasting for like a year and a half now, and it's just because I wanted to. That's what's up. I think I'll be a year in the game, roughly like December, um, November, December ish. Y'all welcome Courtney to the live, or to, not to the live. Wow. It's the tequila, y'all. I promise. Um, it's been that type of week and I was blessed enough to be on her podcast earlier in the week. By the time this releases, um, I don't know when our episode will drop, but if it hasn't, definitely go over to her podcast and you'll be able to listen to our episode. But during our episode, she was drinking from this um, bottle with a straw. She fancy drinking from an alcohol bottle with a straw. And I was like, what is that that you're drinking? It's like, oh, this is this Hornita's margarita thing. So unfortunately, North Carolina, what's up? Which was very good. Which is very good. And she hyped it up. She was like, yeah, it's got me feeling good. Got me feeling a little crazy. A little, you know, hornitas make you horny, this, that, or the other. <laughs> so I was like, you know what? If it's, if it's making her feel this kind of way, let me go ahead and swing by the liquor store after work and see what I can find. But North Carolina, sometimes depending on where you are, the liquor choice just isn't that great. I could not find the exact bottle of hornitas that you were drinking, but in honor of you being a guest on the podcast today, 
I still picked up a bottle of Hornitas tequila to drink. I've never had Hornitas. So we're going to see how this is, how this goes. Um, y'all already know me. I am filthy without alcohol, but when alcohol is involved, it's a little different. It's like Super Saiyan if y'all watch Dragon Ball Z. Um, but anyways, let's go ahead and get to know our guest for today. All right, Miss Courtney, what would you like to me to refer you as? Courtney, Courtney V, Miss V, Miss Courtney, what would you prefer? Courtney. Courtney. All right. So we got a little Q&A they like to do with guests whenever they come on the podcast. It's a mixture of sexual questions and just some everyday get to know you regular questions. So the first question up, what's your favorite comfort food? Um, Pasta or rice. Pasta or rice. Is there any kind in particular? I like uh, yellow rice with uh, yellow rice with beans, white rice, but it has to be jasmine rice or uh, any kind of pasta, like creamy pasta. Creamy pasta. So like some Alfredo probably or no. homemade. No Alfredo. Homemade Alfredo. Yes. Okay. Homemade Alfredo or like, yeah, cheesy. Got you. All right. Okay. If you could give yourself your self, we'll say at 16, one piece of advice. If you go back in time, give yourself at 16, one piece of advice, what would it be? Mm, um, don't overthink it. Don't overthink it. Okay. Are you an overthinker? Absolutely. Right. What's your sign? I'm a Pisces. So I've been slowly learning a little bit about Pisces, but can oh you give me like God. three of the uh, three of the major things about Pisces? Just three things that come to mind. The first three things, not major, okay. but the first three. We're intuitive, that's one. We're creative as fuck, that's two. And three, we are fucking mystical, the best on top the oldest sign out of all 12 of them like we're we've been here let me stop but where's water <laughs> signs already are the best so don't come for us. Uh, virgos might have something to say about that speaking of which shout out to the virgos it's our season i hope y'all act the fuck yeah. up because people have really been disrespecting us lately and i don't understand yeah, why skip this season i i i really I'm not fond of Virgos. Wow. Females. Maybe it's the females, but I don't really. No, we're just saying like you're not fond of them in general or. You guys have to do everything has to be, you know. Perfect. Yeah, it's just really annoying. And that's not going to work with the water sign because we go with the fucking flow. Right. Some of us have have learned to kind of go with the flow with our hands still around the flow of water but mm. <laughs> back to my virgos this is our fucking season turn the fuck up oh, my yeah, birthday turn, yeah, turn up. my birthday will be september the 4th so you know y'all show brother love that's all i'm saying um all right where are you from um i that's a hard question to answer nowadays because i'm a military brat Okay. So I was uh, born in the Bronx and then 
left New York and we went to Virginia, then left Virginia and back to New York and then to Connecticut. So which of the places that you lived in did you enjoy the most? The most, um, I would have to say Connecticut. Connecticut, okay. I'll probably ask you why after the episode because, like, I don't know much about Connecticut. Only like, I know you got UConn up there and ESPN, but that's all well, sports related I lived, stuff. I lived there, yeah. I didn't right. Live there. That's the difference. Okay. Okay. Where's the wildest place you had sex at? Actually, no. We're gonna come to that one later. <clears throat> what is your sexual guilty pleasure? How do you retract questions? Right, it's my podcast. You know. Um, snap my finger like Thanos and just what's the question again how what is your sexual guilty pleasure my sexual guilty pleasure mm-hmm. I feel like I'm grown I don't have a guilty pleasure um, or something that you just really enjoy so much like that is kind of similar to like the comfort food you know it might not be the best thing for you but you really okay, enjoy it it's been writing um sex stories detailed sex stories really lately yeah i'll get on the laptop and write it when it comes to me randomly like it'll be like just a short scene okay okay so that's dope i enjoy writing as well i'm actually working on an episode dulling around a sex story that i'm currently writing so that's what's up. I might have to get one of your writings on here one day if you're comfortable with it. All right. Um, give me three sexual turn-ons of yours. Teeth. That Te- turn- teeth is... Teeth yeah. turn you on. Okay. Yeah. If you're, I mean, sexually... Okay, that's a... a an attraction, right? That's yeah, that's more of an attraction. Okay. Um, body. The body. What type of body do you like? I like um, like a built body. Like, you know, somebody that's like athletic that looks like they work out possibly. Um, I like nice hands. That's like a sexual turn on. And... Um, like juicy lips kind of okay i was just shaking up my hands and my lips real quick all right what are three non-sexual turn-ons non-sexual like it doesn't mm, it doesn't have it's, it's nothing dealing with sex it's like you enjoy seeing this so like teeth would have been a non-sexual turn-on unless just something about teeth just makes your pussy tingle <laughs> uh, mm, uh, uh, no i don't it can also be an action, you know. Um, definitely somebody's looks could turn me on. Um, a tone, a voice, or um, how they act, like watching them in their element. Mm. Okay, okay. Let's see. Which route do we want to go with this one? Would you say that you are vanilla when it comes to sex? Um, very much no. Very much no. Okay. 
How do you find vanilla sex? How do I what? Define vanilla sex. I think vanilla sex is possibly just the definition of sex, penetration, putting the dick in the pussy and that's it. Um, Yeah, that is sex. But like that is not, that's very vanilla. It's nothing going on. Is that what you consider vanilla sex? Because that's what that's what I call call it. So I think I think everybody's definition is different depending on what you're into. Um, Because we've talked before, and I've told you, you know, BDSM stuff. Certain things could be considered vanilla to other people, you know, even in a BDSM lifestyle. But even that would be considered like, oh shit, that's above my vanilla. Right. You know, it's like, so it's all about how you think. So that one time. Is that what you were asking me though? Yes. Like what do you consider vanilla for you? Yeah, definitely somebody's close minded. Close minded. Okay. Not open in the bedroom. That's very vanilla. Gotcha. All right, all right. What sparked your interest in like into BDSM? Um, I think it was more about the the control that was given. So there's, to me, that just resembles some type of connection because you obviously got to trust this person. You know what I mean? Right. But then it also feels like there's um, trying to exceed some limits, like how far you can go, pain, pleasure kind of thing. And that looks, that was interesting to me. And I think it looks sexy too. It does. Just imagine like being tied up and maybe being tortured by a toy to the point where you're almost to the verge of coming, but then the toy is removed and you have to sit there and hold it, you know, like a form of edging kind of. But like, right. you know yeah. that there's a possible end goal depending on if you're a brat or not. But would you consider yourself a brat or? um, A brat because I like to have my way. Sure. Whatever. But um a brat a brat is a someone that doesn't want to hear no someone who doesn't want to hear no you know talks back doesn't um they defy you just to get a certain reaction out of you or to see how you're going to react um talk shit back to you type type deal yeah yeah very much so brat Okay, okay. Um, during our episode, you said that you enjoy masturbating in front of a mirror because you have a pretty pussy, as you put it. So with that, I ask you, because you are, what do you identify yourself as? I'm Afro-Latino. Afro-Latino, sexually, I guess. <laughs> what is your preference? I'm American and Black. Let me stop. No, my preference and what? What are you talking about? Sexually. Bisexual? Demisexual? Oh, yeah. I, I don't know if I want to consider myself bisexual anymore because these females are, you know, almost equivalent to, like, men at this point. No, I'm just kidding, but... Um, Low-key, yeah, she not. Okay, I, all right. I, I like men more. Got you. With that being said, what do you define as a pretty pussy like how do you define it a pretty pussy to me is clean 
Um, when you say clean, do you mean well groomed, shaven? I'm getting there. Oh my bad, my bad. All right, I'm gonna let you do your thing. I, Go ahead. I literally, just no stop. No, go ahead. You literally just what? I literally just said one thing. <laughs> um. So yeah, it's clean, and I was gonna say in all aspects, like how it's presented, obviously how it looks. There's no razor bumps or like, you know, and all of those things are natural, but there are definitely ways to prevent that. So get up on that time. And then it's like um, clean smell, you know what I mean? Clean look like it doesn't. Because some females say like every vagina is different, but to me, a roast beef looking vagina is just that's not my kind of I don't like that. So. To me, I would consider that clean, too, Um, because anything with wear and tear will show eventually. So fuck all that. And then um, I would say some females like, like, you know, the little hair or whatever and like that. But I think like all around clean, like it just smells good. Whether you get waxed, I like to get waxed or I'll wax myself or something female shave like yeah clean nothing crazy on it okay all right so what about for like a dick for instance do you prefer your dick to be that way as well you want to see it shaven clean of course no razor bumps and stuff like that you don't want to see no razor bumps on no dick i do not know um, but I was never a fan of the man really landscaping his shit unless it was very much needed. Like, unless it was like, but like before it was like, that's just like how a man, you know, I'm not saying like it's toppled all over your fucking face, but it's just, it's there. It's hair. Like it's hair. But, um, I mean, I appreciate the grooming of it. It's, it's nice. You know what I mean? Right. Okay. And now to the question that I retracted earlier. um, Where's the wildest place you've had sex at? Uh, Outside. Outside. Where were you at? Like just in nature? Were you parking lot? Not in the parking lot. Um, in nature, though, for sure. Okay, got some exhibitionist in you. We fuck with it over here. As y'all know, I'm an exhibitionist. Any chance that I get to be in nature, whether I'm having sex or if I'm masturbating, it's just something, especially during the summer or springtime, when the sun kisses your body, the wind is just caressing you, and the clouds give you a nice little cover, the trees in the background, everything. And plus... The natural light is fucking fantastic from the sun for nudes whenever you take it. But all right. So we talked a little bit also. Um, and you've told me you've been to a was swingers party sex club. What was this it exactly? Swingers. This was a swingers party um, sex club. Yes. How was your experience? I've never been to one. I wanted to throw one this year during Halloween, but life happens. I couldn't really get things together early enough. And I've never been to one personally. I'm still waiting. You know, North Carolina doesn't have a large community of black kinky people, I guess, or at least I haven't found them yet. 
but how was your personal experience with it? So the place wasn't all black either. It was very diverse, which I appreciate it. Um, so just for starters, but the I did the, that's one thing I did appreciate was the diversity. Like the first time I went, I felt like it was a a lot of um, older men like older crowd. So I'm going in there as a single female. So there was a lot of couples. You know what I'm saying? These couples are going in to look for a single female possibly or an additional. Um, Some were even just looking for girl on girl play. Some were, you know, like we're swapping. Couples were swapping. So um, it was very much open and I appreciated it because it was not judged or that feeling of being judged if you wanted to just watch, which I felt was weird for some people because some people may not want to be watched. Um, So I really, I did it and I made it a thing because it was a Halloween thing. So me and my two homegirls would go every Halloween, we dress up and we would really like have fun. What did you, well, first, how many years did you go? <laughs> that's, that's, that's significant information. <laughs> Confidential? You can't, <laughs> all right, okay, that's fine. Disclaimer, geez. Yeah. Girls, you, girls, You've girls. heard the podcast before, you know, we, we just dive straight into these things. No, uh, it's not even, we did it for about like three years though. Okay. And so I'm assuming there were costume parties because it was Halloween. What, Absolutely. What three costumes did you dress up as? Hmm, don't laugh. Um, the first one, because it was my first time, my friend didn't initially say, it's, this is a swingers club. Right. She just said, this is going to be a lit club that, like, you know, it'll be some wild shit going on in there. Y'all, like, let's just go. This time, be ready. Let's go. All right, like, how should we dress? It's Halloween, wear whatever. All right. So I said I was Beyonce. So, of course, I'm trying to, like, look really pretty. I wasn't even trying to be, like, costumish. So I was Beyonce, my first one. The second one, I think I was a cat. So we actually had, like, leopard leotards with, like, the, um, oh, yeah, the little cat bands here on your head the tail and like hills and then the last one it was a mask like a masquerade because sometimes they had different themes too which i loved Mm -hmm. um but i had a mask on i think it was again a cat suit i probably was a cat's white or like trying to be that holly berry cat suit shit it was like all black but it was so much fun because it was like everybody was dressed up everybody was dressed up like if you didn't dress up you fell out of place okay all right so you said the first time that you went your friend didn't tell you it was the swingers club it was just like yo it's a lit club so when you got there and you what what made you realize like oh shit this is a swingers <laughs> club <laughs> well i knew it by a few things the bartenders how they dress okay okay titties was out titties were out. I mean, that let me everything know that I needed to know. I go, I look behind the bar. There's two stripper poles on the dance floor. Okay. All right. Mind you, there was girls eating pussy on the dance floor. 
that was the tone. That's what okay. I saw when I came in. Ooh. That's what I saw when I came in. And um, I'm like, okay. And then I noticed that at the bar, the bartenders were giving towels to people um, to go upstairs. So that was questionable because I'm like, what's going on over here? You know. So this was an actual club club. Like physically, it looked like a club. When you first walk in, yeah. Okay. There's a bar and there's a dance floor. There's a DJ as well. And girls eating pussy on the dance floor and hand towels being given out during um No, big towels. Big, big towels. towels. Oh. We got some big time scourges up in there probably. Um, so here's the thing. Downstairs they have a downstairs part where it's like two California king beds. Everything goes. Everything goes. Right. Um, there's no doors to be closed, so anybody can get on that bed, join, watch, tag, whatever. So um, when you go upstairs, you need to be naked. They have, like, the showers, the bathroom, um, multiple beds, glory holes. Like, I don't know if you guys seen the partition video, but they had that chair in there. It's like a pussy-eating chair, actually. It was really weird. Cool. Partition is Beyonce, right? Yes. Let me go back and watch that music video because now yeah, I'm curious. Chair, but that chair you can do a lot of different things with. Like that chair is very multi-use, multitask. It's perfect, perfect for position um, and et cetera. So they had that chair there. Hmm. And um, you had to be naked though. You had to be naked if you go upstairs, even if you wrap yourself up with a towel. But um all three times did you go upstairs? Absolutely. Absolutely I went the fuck upstairs every fucking time. Right. <laughs> so the first time we're gonna start, we're just gonna talk about this first time. Then we'll get into the second and third time. All right. So the first time you got there and you realized, like, oh shit, titties out. Big ass towels being handed out. You gotta be naked going upstairs. Pussy eating is going on on the dance floor. Mm-hmm. Like, were you comfortable? Were you like, oh, mm, I don't know, but maybe I kind of like this, but eh, let me try it out and see what's happening. Well, I was very much, um, I was very much watching a lot of what was around me. Right. So I was seeing what other people were doing, um, how they were talking, how drunk everybody was kind of being, and hee hee ha ha's. I mean, a few couples came up to me and were like, "Is this your first time here?" And I'm like, "Yes." And like, we can tell, we can tell. Do you want to come up, come over over here with us and have a drink? Like they were so nice, and I was like, "No, thank you, not right now." But, like, it didn't feel weird. Like, you know, everyone was welcoming and inviting. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So the first time that you went, did you participate in any activities? Um, No. Not so, you, so not the first time. You just, you just chilled and watched? The first time I, I watched my, you know, the people that I went with, they did. Mm-hmm. No names here, okay? Because I kind of feel bad telling their business. Nah, definitely not. You don't have to give names. You can come up with some fake ones, or you can just say those people. 
Yeah, no, I wasn't going to give any names because that would be crazy of me. Mm-hmm. All right. But, um... So did it turn you on to sit there and watch? I liked watching. I was telling a few of the girls that I went with, like, to do this. Like, I'm like, oh, try this, do this. So it was, like, really funny to see and fun to see because it was, like, it was all new for me. I didn't right. know what it was going to be about. Like, it was, like, a kid at a candy shop. And I was kind of young, too. I was about uh, 23. 23, 24, 25, I did it. Yeah. 23, 24, and 25. Wow. And here yeah. I am at 30 and I haven't even experienced one yet. I'm I'm low-key jealous. Like, damn. The all girl right. that introduced it to us, I was 23 at the time. She was 27. Mm-hmm. So, and it was perfect age because she was, she was the oldest. She was 27. It was my other friend. She was like 25 and it was me, 23. Yeah, and that shit was so lit. Like, so the first time I just, I just really watched around. I like saw what was going on. I liked. I wanted to see how comfortable I felt. Right. There's no phone policy. If you even think about doing this with your phone, your security's on it. You're kicked out. Of course, because everybody's privacy should be respected. You know, their safety as well. Because you should be able to enjoy your kinks and your fetishes and all that good stuff openly without anybody having to record that shit and next thing you know you know you're on exactly. shade room or something it really mess up things and i and i appreciated it for the safety they had condoms in every room mm-hmm. they had like you know food there it was bring your own bottle um they had security to bring you in from your car to and from your car no matter if you were a couple or not like you know i mean obviously we don't want it but it was just there for you Right. Um, and it wasn't like a loud ass building or a club that looked like, hey, we're all fucking in here. So it was very discreet and, and, and good. And people weren't even from there. A lot of the couples I met were from like, well, up north more, but like in Massachusetts, Boston, Rhode Island, they were all visiting. So can you give the state that this swingers party took place in? Um, I will say it wasn't Connecticut. It wasn't Connecticut? All right. Okay. Yeah. I've, I've gone to learn that a lot more people up north are open to these things than down south. Um, no, I think they're down south. Really? They're definitely down south. Well, if you hear of things, then you definitely let me know because I want to. Go. Matter of fact, what you doing for Halloween this year? I have no plans. Well, but, you know, things are slightly different now with covid i have actually took that into consideration that is very true so for me it's more it's i don't know because you know before i'm rubbing elbows with people that you know i don't know but i'm being extra nice and all in in their face and now it's like i don't know it's it's definitely different i mean one you know it's one thing to to be able to be six feet apart from a person, but you right there while they ass naked, squirt, nut, all of that is going everywhere. Party though, yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like it's it's not. I that would be on the back. I don't think I would be able to enjoy it how I would if I knew, you know, this didn't exist or something. Now right. that I know it exists, it's like a thought in my head, like, oh my god, what the fuck? 
Okay. Okay. It, it would be a thought for me. And then the fact that I did it already too. I know so, how I know I know how it could get. So are you satisfied like to the point where you're like, if I never go to another one, I'm good? Or would you would you if consider going to another? If I don't go to another one, I will be good. Basically because I know what they consist of. I've seen and heard some wild crazy shit in, in the swingers club and it's like I know I wouldn't be surprised. Like have yeah, you, I know. Have you participated? In, uh, so we talked about the first thing you went, you watched. You're a voyeurist, is what you know. It's called someone who enjoys watching other people have sex. I'm assuming mm-hmm. that's what you. Is that one of your things? Like you're like, oh, did you get turned on by it? Do you see it as an educational experience? Um, definitely get turned on by it. Definitely get turned on by it for sure. Were you enjoying yourself while you watched other people enjoy themselves that first time? I did not know. I did not do that. Okay, so you just you just watched. All right. I simply I simply watched or like I think I did probably a few makeouts like but it wasn't anything like you know, sexually. Okay. A kiss is kind of sexually, but you know what I mean. It wasn't like nothing more for my first time. I feel that a kiss isn't necessarily sexually. But depending on how I kiss a person, it can be sexual. Like there's a difference between a kiss and a kiss. Like I, if I'm if I'm kissing you, it's uh, I want you to feel how I feel about you through my kisses. So like if if I see you know a nice young lady and I'm like yo I would fuck her or if she's my woman whatever it is. And that right. kiss, I want her to know, one, it's going to be just like my sex. It's going to be sloppy and it's not sloppy, but it's going to be nasty, but passionate at the same time. Like, I want you to be able to right. feel that in my kiss to the point where it's going to tingle down to your pussy. Um, all right. The second experience. So apparently you saw something that you like where you're like, all right, you know, I'll go back next halloween so the next year halloween comes you are 24 years old now you know and you're like yo this is it like i'm yeah y'all know what time it is the kid back was good (laughs) (laughs) so is this a club or a kickback type vibe no this was the same place same place okay and you said you dressed up as who again or as what my leopard cat. Leopard cat. This was for the second interaction of leopard cat. I was very hot and heavy because I knew what time it was. I knew what was there. Did you have heels on? I did. Ooh, okay. All right. Um. Yeah. That I actually love heels. So, but yeah. So I had my heels on, and okay. um, I remember within the first fifteen minutes of us going in. Me and my girls go to the bathroom to, you know, that's just cold. Okay, go to the bathroom. And while we're in the bathroom, this other girl comes in, like, acting like she wanted to either come in with us or something. It's like three of us in the bathroom right now. Pretty big bathroom. Okay. And then um, she starts making out with my friend. She starts eating pussy on the floor. We're like, okay, so this is how we're starting this off. Wait, 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 wait. Your friend was eating pussy or the other girl's eating pussy? My friend was, was eating, eating the pussy. other girl's pussy. The girl that just walked in. The turn door. your fuck up, friend. If yeah. friend, <laughs> friend, if you're listening to this episode, turn. Yo, 
See, I, I, I really, I really adore, like, I, I love, I loved her. We had so much fun. She was so outgoing. Boom. But she started doing that. So we were like, all right, well, we're about to bounce. And, you know, we go to the dance floor and we're dancing on people. We're talking. And I think I started, I didn't take someone's wife or girl. I don't know. But I had. It's I okay. Had, I have before, but that's besides the point. Go ooh, ahead. That's <laughs> um. That was messy. It's besides the point. <laughs> but me and this girl started messing around, and I went on the chair. I was able to get on the chair and got some fire had from her. Yes. Mm-hmm. And the third time, that's when I actually fucked with the couple. Okay, so we're gonna stick on this second one, all right, and then we'll go. We'll jump into the, yeah, the second third. one. I was very much gay. So you only mess with women in the second one. Yeah, like I made out with their man, and like probably gave him a hand job or something. But it was like, are you a fan of him, of hand jobs with fingering? Like to me, that's a lost art, and I think that sometimes um, it's okay to go yeah. back to the basics. I think I like a good hand job. I do. I appreciate it. I can incorporate my feet in it too. That is actually one thing that I didn't know that I needed until I I, <laughs> I had it. Because you know, I've told you I'm not like a super big foot person. I'm not a foot fetish right. guy. You know, depending on how I feel about you, I've only had two women toes in my mouth. But like, if I'm really fucking with you, then I will put your toes in my mouth. I have no issue with that because I know it pleases yeah. you and you enjoy it. But that. But a, a foot job, like I've never had an actual foot job. It's been mainly I've never had it, so I can't I can't oh, say. Oh, I thought you were saying up until you I've, didn't know I've had it. So I've had feet touch my dick, but never the full on foot job. I did like when it touched my dick because it was like warm and if she knows how to move her feet, I was like, Oh, this is different, but it's warm and it's nice, it's it's comforting and I was like, Oh shit, all right. So I'm definitely open to a foot job, you know, in the future or down the line. So yeah. Uh but continue. So you gave some men some foot jobs. You ended up in the chair, which as soon as we get off this episode, I'm going to look at this video because I'm curious about this chair. I've seen a chair that I want to create and I'm going to create, but it's more of like a bondage type orgasm torture because that is my thing. Just a regular wooden chair where you can sit in and there's a whole, just listen, I'll, I'll I'll design it however I so choose to, you know, Mr. L's way. But the one that I saw was wooden and there was a hole cut through on the seat and then you saw straps at the feet of the chair and straps kind of like on the back of the chair. So that way you can strap her or him, depending on, you know, your partner to the chair. And then in that hole, a vibrator or wine goes in it. And me being an orgasm control guy, I'm like, OK, cool. If I want to make you constantly have orgasms and I know that a wand or a vibrator or even a dildo type machine would get you there, then I would stick that in the hole, have you sit there strapped to the chair, and now you can't move. You have no choice but to feel this vibration on your clit or this penetration in your pussy. So I'm curious as to what this magical chair that Beyonce had in the partition video is, because I may need to throw that into the sex closet. So tell me more about the chair. I think I'm I'm interested into the chair at this point. 
and your experiences in it. I know you said you got some incredible head from a woman. I did. What made it incredible, though? Like It was the... Well, again, first off, I was turned on by the fact that there was a woman giving me head. And then it was like... Um, you know, the chair, the way my body was looked like it was just flowing into her mouth at that point because the chair is very curvy, like very curvy. So it has that space for you to do all types of arches. And um, it was very satisfying because at that time I had my VCH piercing. So it was very memorable experiments for me. For those who don't know what a VCH piercing is, it's a vaginal. Oh, go ahead. Say it. Yep, it's the vertical clit hood bar. The vertical clit hood bar. How many piercings do you have? Well, I don't have any anymore. As I look at the hoops in your yeah, ears. I, I mean, this is like from baby. I'm talking gotcha. about. Gotcha. Okay, so how many did you have? So you had the VCH, the vertical hood or clit. Hood. Hood piercing. Uh huh. Um. I had that done twice. <laughs> All right. I don't know why I tortured myself. So the first time you went through this, because this is new information to me. I the know. first time you went through this, did it hurt? Did you like no. what was it didn't hurt? All right. It didn't hurt at all. I walked out like like mad happy and it was it was fine. Okay. And my, this was all after I left the uh the um fucking swingers club because surely the second that, time or the first time no, 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 no you're gonna do with that this is exclusive content right okay here okay shortly after that i had had a threesome and this bitch had a vch person i was so in love with mm-hmm. as you all know um i don't even know if you know this corny but i love piercings especially in sexually explicit areas so mm-hmm. whether it's the clit or the nipples like hell even if you have it on the earlobe and i know that sucking on your ear or biting your earlobe is a turn on or the top of your ear hmm? i couldn't do the nipple for me can't do the nipple that's fine it's, you know it's not for everybody it's not for right but for those who have the nipple spirits you know mr l has a special place in his heart it's to the left and up top um but even for the regular women with regular areolas and nipples you know your place is over on the right side of the heart. Um, but yeah, it doesn't matter. If I know that you get turned on in a certain place and you have a piercing there, I am definitely going yeah. after that because one, it's fun to see you squirm when I'm sucking, kissing, biting, licking on that place. And two, I know it's going to turn you on and I'm a pleaser. I can't help but to be a pleaser. I love to get those reactions. So, Yeah, and, it, and that's exactly what that... Um that piercing has has done Mm -hmm. and like even taking it out it's like that area under where the ball because the thing is it's just a small ball that sits on top of your clit you know Mm -hmm. it sits right on top of it so it's like that area is extra sensitive so it's like it's even it's fine for me okay this is my last little bit on piercings and then we're gonna move on but if you have been tuning in, we do three guys and a girl on Wednesdays, every other Wednesdays on Instagram Live. Um, and we talked about the Prince Albert piercing, which would be the the, the penis piercing for men. And 
back my freshman year of college and sophomore year, I low-key thought about getting one. And I saw a porno recently where I was like, mm, maybe, maybe I might go back to it. Like, where exactly is that at? What's this? There? The this Prince. Pair. So there are multiple penis piercings that you can get. One is in the hole of the penis. Or, well, no, or I, know that. Oh, okay, I okay. saw that. I saw that before. <laughs> but what was the one that you were the one that I, so one of my best friends in college she told me and i don't know why she knew this because it was kind of weird to me but she was like her dad had a penis piercing um and his was like on his shaft so it was like on the top of his shaft kind of towards the middle so during penetration you know you would feel it kind of rubbing up against the g-spot depending on you know how big the dick was or how long it was right. the one that i would get um, I would either get somewhat similar, but maybe towards the the tip of the dick, not on the head. You would get it on the top of your shaft. So I didn't get a chance to finish yet. Oh mm. my goodness. Y'all <laughs> Southern boys are <sighs> Anyways, so I thought about that one, but then I was like, eh, if I get it closer to the tip of the penis, you know, when I go to hit the G spot, it's guaranteed like it's going to hit there. You know? right. And so I thought about like, oh, shit, you know, I could do that. Um, my dick is beautiful. So I've been told it's, I have a quote unquote pretty dick. So therefore, at this point in my life, I would probably sit this one out as far as piercing goes, because it, kind of like the women who are like, yo, my nipples are sensitive and I don't want to lose the sensitivity or they look good as they are. That's how I kind of feel about my dick is like, yo, eh, if I get a piercing. Factored in that, hey, this might really fucking hurt. <laughs> that as well. I'm I'm okay with that would hurt so much. I'm okay with they, I, I've never seen it done. Like I've seen the vagina gets pierced. I've seen it, but like I've never. You, you lived it. You. How that would look. You have definitely lived the vagina getting pierced, but um. Yeah, I've lived it, but I've also seen it too. You know, so it's like, oh, okay, okay. it works, okay. But a dick is like, how do they? You know, does it have? Do they have to get the dick hard first? Do you pierce it when it's soft? That's a very good question. I'm gonna have to have a piercer on as a as a guess because I have no idea. I would assume um, the I dick got to be hard. Waxing. Waxing too. Men have waxing. To I think men have to be, they have to get a little erected. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Probably though. so. I don't, we're going we're gonna to Google that and, and find out. Um, whoops. That's a very good question. We're going to see. Anyways, back to you. The second, the third time. My bad. The third time, tell us about what happened. Uh, the third time, like I said, I was uh, engaging with a couple. Yeah, I was engaging with a couple. Um, it was a Spanish couple, kind of. They were actually what, Puerto Rican or something like that. So real quick, what's your ethnicity? I know you said Afro-Latina, but can you get a little bit deeper? I'm Puerto Rican and black. They were Spanish. I believe their husband was probably black and Puerto Rican because he was much darker. Not that skin matters because Puerto Rican comes in all shades. Of course. But, um, yeah. 
And I was a part of their whole, it was basically like a whole threesome. How was the, how was the inner, like, how did it start? I guess let's start with that. How did it start? He made me very comfortable. We were having drinks downstairs at the bar. So that's where we initiated a conversation the most. And it was like me and her were really, you know, vibing, talking, laughing, flirting, kissing. And then we were like around the dance floor dancing. And I think her man um, was started to dance with us. And then that's when we decided to like, let's go upstairs. And then we were watching a lot. So then I started like watching them. Right. And then I kind of like joined in because she, yeah, she initiated. So when but you, I was fine with just watching too because it was like. Hey. You're, you're a voyeurist, you know. Yeah. You enjoy that. Okay. So when you did join in, I guess, what was your like role of position? Um, I was getting head. Okay. From like the both of them. At, was, at once. Like at, yeah, at the same at, time. At, almost at the same time. Yeah. And then it was like we me and him began to have some intercourse, some sex, and um he was eating out his wife. Or his girlfriend. Interesting. All right, cool. So are you, like, now because of, was that your first threesome experience or? No. Uh Uh-uh. But you enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I enjoy threesomes when they're initiated by me and the girl. That's always been my thing. Like, I've, I've had some, a couple, we'll say. But at this point in my life, I'm like, yo, if you want one, it's cool. You go out, you get the woman you come back for my approval because i am a dom so i'm like yo you're not just gonna bring me back anything type right. you know let's make sure that we both are attracted to her we're feeling the vibe this that or other and if then cool let's make it happen that's how i feel about with the girl because it's like if, if the two girls don't like each other or don't have that sexual chemistry it's gonna be whack it's gonna be boring it's gonna be dry but if both of the girls really really fuck with each other that's gonna be his threesome you know what i mean like he's going to enjoy it right they're gonna enjoy it too but i'm just saying like i think it's so much more pleasing when it's like the two dominant sexes in that threesome are Mm -hmm. into each other of course because as as a man i can only speak from a man's point of view the threesome is better when the two women are into each other Outside of that, like if they're not into each other or if they're a little nervous or a little skeptical, you know, their first time, especially being with a woman, then it's kind of like, mm. yeah, that's not a bad time for shit like that. Bye, pillow princess. <laughs> pillow princess. <laughs> oh, man. That was funny. Mm. All right. Pillow princesses. The third time you went in, you know, you started actually enjoying yourself. Well, not enjoying yourself. I'm sorry. You enjoyed another couple. Was that like a, a was there anything like opening about that to you? Revelations were like, oh, I might kind of like, you know, going to swinger clubs, sex clubs. Because the, the second time was, it's kind of like a, a progression chart to me, I guess. The first time you're like, all right, oh, I wasn't expecting this. Mm-hmm. Let me see. Okay, I'm a little, okay, you know, 
they're a little lit. Oh, I'm getting turned on watching them do their thing. Then mm-hmm. it's like the second time. Let me take it a step further. Let me let me get into this chair real quick and see what it's hitting on. Right. And then the third time, you was just like, all right. Let me just complete the whole, you know, it's kind of like a hat trick in hockey. You get three goals or something like that, whatever that is. And you just like, all right, boom, I've done this. I've done this. Let me go ahead and do this. Is that how you felt? Well, I mean, I guess it sounds like that's how it got planned. But no, it was just more on my comfort level. Um, I'm advocate of do what you want on your own time. So I just wanted to do what felt comfortable to me. Um, but it did get better every time. Do I see it being my lifestyle? If it was yearly like that, I couldn't make that my every night, um, thing. Like that's, of not, course. You, you know what I mean? That's not, that's, that's a spontaneous thing to do an event, eventful kind of thing, but it was enjoyable. Um, I just don't know how I would feel if I was to get in a serious relationship, mm-hmm. like how will it be um, not even accepted, but more like how often, right. you know, what, what, what would be the cases to go? Could you see yourself like sharing your partner in that type of situation where it's a singers club or would you? With another female? Yes. Or, I mean, I don't know if you would like your man to participate with another male, whatever yeah. you feel. Yeah the fuck not <laughs> um, no that's why I was, and nowadays you just have to ask that's what I'm saying what do you mean share yeah. with another female absolutely um, because it would be with me too Right. Um, and another thing too just for females listening like don't feel like you need to up your sex game and give your man a threesome if you do not enjoy eating pussy or open to it because there's a lot of females who like you know do it and they're not satisfied and they're mad and, and angry because you know it was it was it was um pushed by their man. I, I think that was up a, that's a whole different conversation, but that's what I'm saying just in general. Like I agree. That's one of the reasons why, like, okay, I've had a threesome that I've constructed, but from this point on I'm good without one. If my woman comes to me and is like, Hey babe, I want to see you smash another woman while I do this or do that. Cool, right. but if that's what you want, then you set it up. I'm putting it in your hands. It doesn't have to be me. And even as a dominant figure, I can still dominate. Like, all right, come to me with yeah, your you list of choices. The situation, for of course. Sure. It's just more like it's up to that female to make that unicorn feel comfortable. Because at the end of the day, you guys are are utilizing her to spice up what y'all already have. Right. So make her feel welcome. Make her feel wanted here. And then that's when, you know, the unicorn rainbows will be spread upon. So would you consider yourself a unicorn? Or... Yeah, I really do. I am. Because I'm a unicorn in different forms sexually, yes, because I'm fucking rare. But also because... You better talk your shit. Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead, talk your shit. Living, living your confidence, queen. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I'm rare, and people actually fuck with the kids, so I'm not. Um, you know, it is what it is. All right. Because you, you try to give me the spotlight real quick. I don't like the spotlight all the time. You don't, you don't like the spotlight all the time. Not hey. all the time. I'm a little modest. That's perfectly fine. We'll check this out. 
I appreciate you coming on here, sharing your thoughts, sharing your experiences. Is there anything else that you would like to say to the people before we end this podcast? Um, well, thanks for having me. I would like to tell you guys to make sure y'all follow. Please e do. Um, is the with two E's Barbie way all together. That's on Instagram and Twitter. Um, yeah. Click the link in the bio. That's where all my tag handles are. I really appreciate you being on. I appreciate you even having me on your podcast. Uh, shout out to Lipstick and Laundry Podcast because she was kind of the Shiny. bridge for this. Shiny. Shiny. I, that's my fucking girl. The brat herself. Shout out to you. That's my homie. I love her dearly. Everybody go have the experience. I tell you what. You know what's funny? These are my co-workers. Wow. <laughs> but also my friends. So do you know how it felt to go on Monday morning and be like... It's cool. I've had a couple co-workers on my podcast and they've shared some of their, you know, fetishes and kinks and all that good stuff. And there are some... You go to work looking at them like... I don't because we, you know... It, yeah, all right. Now, we'll be like, uh-huh, okay. Uh, that's what, and that's, the, that's what I don't need. That's the part I <laughs> If you've never been to a swingers club, sex club type vibe, you kind of got an insight of what you might expect. And um, if you've ever thought about going to one, what you can um, look forward to or possibly some of the thoughts. So I would definitely have your information linked into the um, details of the podcast episode. The tequila is hitting. So we're going to see how the rest of this Friday night goes. A little bit of Hornitas, a little bit of Jose. I left the um, Casamigos alone tonight, but, you know, hey, we'll see where it leads. Courtney, appreciate you for still rocking with me. This will be episode 15. We're 15 episodes in this thing. I would have never imagined. Never. Thank you. But I hope you enjoyed this episode. And until next time, I am the sensual sadist, the compassionate Dom, your host, Mr. L.